Oh, welcome everybody to the program. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. We are live. Yes, we are live on this Friday, the ninth of December. Man, the days are flying by, aren't they? Before you know it, we'll be in January, and then before we know it, my child will be born. Yes, my child. My girlfriend's pregnant. It was an immaculate conception. We never had sex. We never had sex. Actually, I'm a a virgin still. I'm the (laughs) 43-year-old virgin. Oh, man. Good evening. A lot of fake news to report. (laughs) A lot of fake news. A lot of fake news. As you know, as you know, uh, we do a segment every day. We open the show with a fake news report. Fake news report. Now, there's a lot of fake news today. A lot of fake news. But a breaking story from our friends at the Washington Post. I found particularly interesting, and that is CIA assessment. Actually, secret CIA assessment says Russia was trying to help Trump win the White House. Secret CIA assessment. Now, Brock. Hussein Obama calling on a report. Yes, Obama has said he wants a report on his desk before he leaves office detailing Russia's involvement in the hacking. that I guess caused Hillary Clinton to lose the election. We're not too sure what caused Hillary Clinton to lose the election as far as the left is concerned. Fake news, Russian hacking, or pandering to white supremacists, giving white supremacists a platform. Because those are the three theories by the left. Trump won, Hillary lost, because A, there was this surge of white supremacists, alt-writers, Ku Klux Klaners, David Dukers, even though (laughs) Trump's numbers were statistically the same as McCain or Romney. Give or take a couple thousand votes, statistically the same. When somebody says a surge, a platform, when the Washington Post and Jennifer Palmieri are saying 
the alt-right and white nationalists are what put Trump in the White House, you would expect the numbers to show it. You would expect that of 63 million people voting for Trump, there would have been 74 million people because of all of these white supremacist groups, all of these alt-righters pouring out of the woodwork didn't happen. So that's the theory one. Theory two, fake news. Fake news. All of this fake news. Like Pizzagate. Millions and millions and millions of people went, oh my God, Hillary Clinton, she's trafficking little boys and girls in the bottom of a pizza shop. Oh, can't vote for her. Can't vote for her. And then, of course, the Russians, who hacked into the DNC's servers, hacked into John Podesta's email, and put the truth out into the public view. So, one of these, maybe maybe all of them, they don't say all of them. It's depending on who you listen to. Palmieri, it's uh, the platform for the Nazis. Hillary Clinton, it's fake news. And Obama, it's the Russians. It's the Russians. So now... Obama, he wants to get to the bottom of it. Now, when you read this article, you're thinking, huh, they're going to be naming names. They're going to be saying this person, that person, these people. And it's basically just an article of speculation and anonymous sources and throw in the intelligence community. And what I mean by that is the intelligence community has assessed that the Russians' goal was to favor Donald Trump and get him elected. Now, my question for the Washington Post, kings of fake news, is this the same intelligence community that Obama said failed as it pertains to ISIS? Remember, the other night when Obama was talking to Farooq Zakario. He said, listen, why I called ISIS the JV team, why I took such an aloof attitude, well, intelligence. The intelligence community failed. I was not given proper intelligence. So is that intelligence community telling Obama, 
and the Washington Post that it's the Russians' goal, and that was to make Donald Trump president. That that intelligence community who it's the assessment. The CIA is concluded in a secret assessment. Secret. The CIA, and I guess it's not secret. I guess it's not secret. You know what's interesting? It's like the media and the left is doing everything in their power to somehow delegitimize Trump's presidency. They're doing everything in their power. Rather, it's Trump didn't win in a landslide. Matter of fact, he lost a popular vote. And rather, it's the New York Times, Washington Post, Daily Beast, Slate, Salon, Colbert, that South African jerk-off, Trevor Noah. Today's update, Hillary Clinton is ahead of Donald Trump by 2.7 million votes in the popular uh, uh, vote total in uh, the 2006. As if we pick a president based on popular vote. As if when this whole thing started 15, 16 months ago, the goal was to get the most popular votes. Never in our history have we heard the popular vote used as some type of talking point than we have now. Oh, well, Trump won. He didn't win the popular vote, but that's not how we elect a president. Well, I'm just saying the majority of the American people didn't vote for him. So, so... I, I'm I'm still lost on your theory. Well, I'm just saying he shouldn't be well. He shouldn't be able to do what? That's not how we pick a president. So if you add that, which is on a constant loop, twenty-four hour loop, no matter what TV station, no matter what fake news broadcast you're watching. They always get to remind you. Remember when we talked about MSNBC putting the little cryons at the bottom of the Trump rally where he said, we won in a landslide. And MSNBC said, Trump claims won in a landslide, even though Clinton, 2.8 million votes ahead in the popular vote total. They had to put that on there because Trump said one in a landslide. He did. Regardless if you want to hear Mark Levin or some other person on the right give their interpretation of what a landslide is and read off all these presidents 
that won X amount of states. In this day and age, when a Republican wins Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, Florida, in this day and age, when a Republican does the impossible, it's a landslide. Because never again will a Republican win California. So when somebody brings up Ronald Reagan winning California, that's a landslide. That's a landslide. Listen, no Republican will ever win California ever again. Never happened. So rather it's the popular vote, Or now, oh, fake news and Russian hacking. If you combine all that together, it's to delegitimize Donald Trump. It's to delegitimize him. That's all they're trying to do. That's it. So when the Washington Post does an article and says the CIA is concluded in a secret assessment, well, that ain't that secret. That Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump win the presidency. That's their opening sentence. I mean, if that's not trying to undermine Trump's presidency, I don't know what is. Remember when the left lost their mind when people suggested Obama was born in Kenya? Oh, you're being racist. What's that have to do with being a racist? That's racist. No. It's not racist. Calling him a bunch of horrible, horrible racial names is racist. Saying the guy is a Muslim who was born in Kenya, not racist, trying to delegitimize Obama. Well, what are you guys doing right now? At least just admit it. At least admit it. Go, well, we're doing what you guys did. Okay. We'll make the best man win. CIA has concluded in a secret assessment that Russia intervened in the 2016 election to help Donald Trump win the presidency. The very same CIA and intelligence agency that gave Obama the information that ISIS was a junior varsity football team. Because remember, that's what Obama said. So he's either lying And he's throwing the CIA and the rest of the intelligence community under the bus. Or this very same intelligence community told Obama, ah, bunch of JVers, don't worry about it. Intelligence agencies have identified individuals with connections to the Russian government. 
who provided WikiLeaks with thousands of hacked emails from the Democratic National Committee and others, including Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, according to U.S. officials. Those officials described the individuals as actors known to the intelligence community and part of a wider Russian operation to boost Trump and hurt Clinton's chances. It is the assessment of the intelligence community that Russians' goal here was to favor one candidate over the other and to help Trump get elected, said senior U.S. official briefed on an intelligence presentation made to U.S. senators. That's the the consensus view. The Obama administration has been debating for months how to respond to the alleged Russian intrusions. With the White House officials concerned about escalating tensions with Moscow and being accused of trying to boost Clinton's campaign. Oh. Seems like Obama has been debating for years how to respond to Russia, Syria, ISIS, Saudi Arabia. I mean, let's face it. Obama is a big pussy. Well, he got Bin Laden. I, I, I got a friend who's got retarded kids, okay? Those retarded kids could have done what Obama did. Uh, yes, uh, retarded kid president. Uh, we uh, have in our sights the man responsible for killing thousands. And uh, we have the greatest military force in the entire universe. And uh, we think, matter of fact, we know we can get Ben I mean, people act like this is such a, you know, big deal. Like Obama was the one that was enhanced interrogating people, traveling to Pakistan and Afghanistan, knocking on doors. Yeah, uh, uh, look, could I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, uh, have you seen uh, this man? H- have you? It's my best Obama invitation, but I, you know. The military had been hunting Obama. <laughs> oh, Obama. Osama. Obama, Osama. Hmm. The military had been hunting him for years. We'd been waterboarding and whatever else. Oh, force-feeding terrorists hummus rectally. Let me tell you something. If you're not talking when someone's waterboarding you, I bet you you're talking when someone shoves a quarter-inch tube up your ass and pumps you full of ground-up cheeseburgers and <laughs> and baby back spare ribs from 
you know, <laughs> railhead <laughs> or, <laughs> or uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony Roma's, I, you know, I mean, we've, we'd been searching for bin Laden for years and our military found him, or at least they thought they knew where he was. And Obama gave the order. Big deal. Other than that, Obama has been the biggest failure as it pertains to Russia, Syria, ISIS. You know what he's successful with? You know what he's good with? Arresting big, fat, old ladies in the South who won't sign gay marriage certificates. (laughs) That's what he's good at. He's good at forcing fat old ladies to sign marriage certificates. Or Dudes with boobs to be able to use a bathroom. That's what he's good at. That's what he's good at. He's weighing. Uh, he's weighing. What response? What? What? Russia. In the past, what four years? I mean, uh, Russia's been doing it. From day one. But in the last four years, they've really picked up steam. The last four years, they've done whatever they want. And Obama's just, okay, whatever. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get angry. I don't want, I don't want Putin to slap me. I don't want Putin to throw me down to the ground and, Twist me into a pretzel. The Obama administration has been debating for months how to respond and respond. In September, during a secret briefing for congressional leaders, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell voiced doubts about the veracity of the intelligence, according to officials present. The Trump transition team dismissed the findings in short statement issued Friday evening. These are the same people that said Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. The election ended a long time ago in one of the biggest electoral college victories in history. It's now time to move on and make America great again. Trump has consistently dismissed the intelligence community's findings about Russian hacking. Well, because it's the same Russian, it's the same intelligence community that for the past eight years has failed the American people. I mean, that's a fact. Nightclub shooting. He was on the radar. Nightclub shooter at Pulse. Remember the closet homosexual that the liberals tried to tell everybody was the reason That he shot up the club? Oh, he was a closet homosexual. I watched Chris Hayes, that little hipster scumbag from MSNBC, 
do a 25-minute segment, talk to people from Grindr, uh, talk to some uh, 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 people that claim that they were filleting uh, the guy before he went out and shot the club, all sorts of crazy stuff. Another one got gerbils at a store. Who knows what they're going to do with the gerbils? <laughs> I'm, I'm exaggerating there, but you get the point. A lot of gay talk. All right, a lot of gay talk. Glory hole. Congressman Craig talk. All right. So that intelligence community had that guy on the radar. And what happened? Well, you know, we just, uh, you know, we didn't think there was anything, uh, uh, you know, out of the ordinary when we talked to him. Sure, there was this or that, but okay, great. Thank you. San Bernardino killers. Radar. Hassam Dandal. The Ford Hood shooter. Radar. All these people are on the radar to this intelligence community that seems to be on the Russian hacking thing. Again, it's a way to delegitimize Trump's presidency. That's all. Oh, well, you wouldn't have won if it wasn't for the Russians. And technically, you didn't win because Hillary got more votes. Hillary got more votes. So, yeah. Why would anybody... Think the Obama intelligence community knows anything? Like, legit. Why? Why would anybody think they would know anything? This is fake news. This is propaganda by the Washington Post working. On behalf of the administration, on behalf of the Democrats, delegitimize and undermine Trump's presidency. That's a fact. Absolute fact. You know it, I know it. And I'm trying to, you know, it's. I gotta get you know what I gotta get not to not to break our our rhythm here. You know what I I gotta get one of them. I know it's I sound so bush league, but I gotta get one of them printers so I could print some of these stories instead of going off my computer and clicking on different articles because. Especially the Washington Post. They, they got so many different pop-ups and so much garbage that, you know, within five minutes, the thing gets frozen. You're infested with God knows what virus. It's just a nightmare. It really is. Just a nightmare. Anyways, didn't mean to 
We're going to do that. All right. So then the story goes on, and I don't want to read all of it. CIA shared its latest assessment with key senators in a closed-door briefing on Capitol Hill last week, which agency cited a growing body of intelligence from multiple sources. Agency briefers told senators it is now quite clear that electing Trump was Russia's goal. According to the officials who spoke on condition of anonymity, and that and anonymity to discuss intelligence matters. Anonymity. <laughs> the CIA presentation to senators about Russia's intentions fell short of formal U.S. assessment produced by all 17 intelligence agencies. Let me repeat that. The CIA presentation to senators about Russia's intentions fell short of a formal U.S. assessment produced by all 17 intelligence agencies. A senior U.S. official said there were minor disagreements among intelligence officials about the agency's assessment, in part because some questions remain unanswered. That paragraph sounds like the intelligence community doesn't know shit. That paragraph sounds a lot different than the CIA shared its latest assessment with key senators in a closed-door briefing on Capitol Hill last week. Agency briefers told senators it is now quite clear that electing Trump was Russia's goal. It's quite clear that it was their goal. Although... Paragraph later, CIA presentation to senators about Russia's intentions fell short of formal U.S. assessment produced by Al-Sadr. A senior U.S. official said there were minor disagreements among intelligence officials about the agency's assessment, in part because some questions remain unanswered. So the beginning of the story of the fake news was about being clear. And now all of a sudden, there's questions. For example... Intelligence agencies do not have specific intelligence showing officials in the Kremlin directing the identified individuals to pass the Democrat emails to WikiLeaks, a second senior U.S. official said. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, remember, low-information voters... Quick readers, headline-only viewers, they just read the Russians, uh, uh, I, I quote again, agency briefers told senators it was now quite clear that electing Trump was Russia's goal. They read that. Okay? They read that. 
They also read those officials described the individuals as actors known to the intelligence community and part of a wider Russian operation to boost Trump and hurt Clinton's chances. So the people that I just was talking about, low information voters, quick readers, they read that. And now they've moved on. They've moved on. They didn't get to intelligence agencies do not have specific intelligence. So who's talking? Just some low-level jerk-off that goes, you know what, here's what I think. Well, who are you? Well, I'm Stan. The low-level intelligence jerk-off. Oh, well, it's good enough for the Washington Post. I mean, the beginning of this article, the beginning of this fake news article, you're sitting there going, whoa, they know, it's apparent, they got... And now all of a sudden it's, well, we don't have specific intelligence. Right there alone disqualifies this entire story. When a CIA official goes, we don't have specific intelligence showing officials in the Kremlin. Well, if they don't have intelligence, specific individuals, then how can they say that it was Russia wanting Trump, not Clinton. According to officials, the actors involved were one step removed from the Russian government. Rather than government employees, Moscow has in the past used middlemen to participate in sensitive intelligence operations so it has plausible deniability. Fake news. The kings of fake news. The left. The inventors of fake news. The quintessential experts on fake news. Dan Rather, Brian Williams. And those are just two examples. But they are heroes of the left. On Friday, President Obama has ordered a full review of Russian hacking during the election campaign as pressure from Congress has grown for greater public understanding exactly what Moscow did to influence the electoral process. We may have crossed into a new threshold, and it is incumbent upon us to take stock of that, to review, to conduct some after action, to understand what is happening, to in, uh, and to impart some lessons learned. Obama's counterterrorism and homeland security advisor, Lisa Monaco, 
told reporters at a breakfast hosted by Christian Science Monitor. Obama wants that report before he leaves office January 20th. During her remarks, Monaco didn't address the latest CIA announcement, which hasn't been previously disclosed. You read this fake news, and you're thinking, oh, my God, they're smoking guns. And as you get reading the article, there is no smoking guns. This is gibberish. It's gibberish. If the Russians hacked the DNC, Podesta's email, the Russians hacked it, and it was all to elect Donald Trump, then they better have some evidence. Because all they're doing is trying to throw this out there to delegitimize Trump and his presidency. That's it. That's all. And then this article just keeps going on and on. I mean, just, again, a lot of BS. A lot of fake News stuff. That's all. So, Washington Post. And then, it, like I said, it just goes on. You know, uh, the lack of, uh, you know, uh, Democrat leaders uh, in the room unanimously agreed on the need to take the threat seriously. Republicans, however, divided with at least two GOP lawmakers reluctant to accede to the White House request. According to several uh, officials, McConnell raised doubts about the underlying intelligence and made clear to the administration that he would consider any effort by the White House to challenge the Russians publicly an act of partisan politics. Some of the Republicans in the briefing also seemed to post the idea of going public with such an explosive allegation in the final stage of an election. They moved, they argued, would only rattle public confidence and play into Moscow's hands. McConnell office did not respond uh, to a request for comment. After the election, Trump chose McConnell's wife, Elaine Charles, and I mean, what does that have to do with anything? See how the Washington Post is trying to play this game like it was Trump, it was the Republicans, it was Russians, all ganging up to beat poor old sick Hillary. Poor old sick Hillary. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. There you go. There's your fake news of the day, Washington Post. Now, we got more fake news headlines. And we'll get to, but let's take a quick break. It's a good, it's an MSNBC uh, fake news story, but we'll be right back. Don't go away. It's just going to be quick. It's like a Hillary Clinton hot sauce quick. Okay? We'll be right back. What's something that you always carry with you? Hot just- sauce. Really? You, yeah. Yeah. Really? Are you getting information right now? <laughs> hot sauce. Hot sauce in my bag, Swag? 
Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know, people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, seriously, hot sauce. So I've, been, I've been eating a lot of hot sauce, a lot of uh, Raw peppers and hot sauce. That's why you're coughing. You might need to slow down. I need to, yeah, yeah, I'm having a rebellion against it uh, because I think it keeps my immune system strong. Oh. I really do. I think hot sauce is good for you. Keeps her immune system strong. That was Hillary Clinton talking about hot sauce. Those of you who don't remember, on the campaign trail months and months and months ago, she was trying to get that black vote. She was doing one of them black radio shows where everybody sits around the table and talks about Beyonce and Jay-Z and Tupac and Biggie, you know, the black stuff. And hot sauce came up. And so she tried to equate herself to Beyonce in the song Formation. That great, happy, pro-police song Formation talks about hot sauce, and she loves it. Now, I don't know about um, boosting her immune system like she claimed, because we all know what happened on that uh, 9-11 Memorial Day. She had the flu, which in turn made her lose consciousness And almost fall to the ground and smack her head. And probably die. You know, when you're 60 whatever years old and you lose consciousness and your head smacks against the pavement, you normally die. So whatever that hot sauce that she'd been chugging down to help her immune system... Hadn't been working, but that's the clip we play. All right, so MSNBC. And it's so funny when you have Hillary Clinton Clinton, uh, doing a Harry Reid tribute, which, by the way, not to switch gears, did you guys see the Chuck Schumer tribute today? Oh, yo, yo, I thought he was going to go over and fillet Harry. I'm serious. He was like, everything. I mean, he was like in tears. Everything I've learned. Every, uh, it, it was like a scene from Jerry Maguire. Remember? It's like, everything I am, everything I do, you make me better person. It was like that scene. I literally, I literally was waiting for Chuck to walk over, have one of his aides grab some clay, get one of them, them, them spinning wheels, put it in front of Harry. Sit Indian style with them, and they reenact the scene from Ghost. 
That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> Everything I <laughs> never seen somebody just like fillet a human being like that without actually filleting him. But that's what he did. Now, yesterday's filleting by Hillary Clinton worked in the scourge of fake news. I mean, she's an old woman. And her filleting wasn't filleting. Well, we know that's why Bill went with that big slob, fillet. Do you think Hillary ever filleted? Seriously, do you? Do you ever think at one, she she don't look like she filleted. Like back in the the Goldwater era where she had them big old glasses, she she didn't look like she, well, you know, I'll tell you that, it's debatable because the chicks that look like her were normally the freakiest of freaks. They were normally the ones that were like, this is what I want you to do. I want to fillet you. And while I'm doing that, I want you to take leg of the chair and stick it in me. I mean, (laughs) normally those chicks, normally back in high school and college, the hot chicks were the ones that were the prudes. It was the Hillary Clinton looking ones that were like, I will take all of you on right now. And you're like, all of us right now? Yes, all of you. Matter of fact, right before you finish, do it in this cup. That's all. Each of you in the cup. And then I will, I will take that down. All right. Mm. Ah, I loved it. Great. That always seemed, just saying, the dorky, nerdy, ugly chicks were the wildest. You just had to, you know, have a beer or two in you. Where that nerdy, dorky ugliness kind of morphed into something attractive. But her filleting wasn't as good as Schumer. But I'm getting off the beaten filleting path. Fake news. It's funny. Hillary Clinton talking about fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. Scourge of fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. We got to stop fake news. We got to create legislation to stop fake news legislation so you want to ban free speech are you kidding me yes we want to ban free speech you want to ban articles that you deem fake or you deem you deem not worthy you deem bad you whatever And like we talked about yesterday, who's going to be the head of the fake news division? 
Now, I mean, guys, if there's legislation, if there's a bill to monitor and stop fake news, that means there has to be somebody in charge. It's like the FCC. Oh, you said, you know, piss. Oh, you said shit. Oh, you said motherfucker cunt piss balls. All right, fine, 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 fine. Well, if there's legislation to ban fake news, somebody's got to go, oh, that article, we're deeming it fake, banned, gone, prohibited. Did Trump appointing somebody at the EPA who doesn't believe in climate change or man-made climate you know, say that is Nazi like that is frightening that is Armageddon that is the end of society as we know it Well, then you should be in full panic that there's legislation to control what the left calls fake news. But, anyways, MSNBC, who is the purveyors of fake news. I mean, just having Brian Williams working on MSNBC. Having their own program, MSNBC, makes any time MSNBC talk about fake news hilarious. I mean, that's why CBS got rid of Dan Rather. I mean, it's hard for anybody to take a news organization seriously when they're star, their main newsman is thought fabricating news. So whenever Brian Williams does a story talking about fake news, it's laugh-worthy. You gotta talk about <laughs> fake news. It's the guy that's Talk about seeing bodies floating down the main street in New Orleans. Plane battle, whatever the hell it was. Aside from that, he actually talked about bodies floating down the street. And seeing bodies. So, MSNBC ran a story where they claimed Fox News had their Christmas party at the Trump Washington Hotel. I mean, guys, a pretty big story for MSNBC to be putting out there. This F 
Tiffany Rulers. Stephanie Rulers said Fox News held their holiday Christmas party. My world, it sure the fuck does. To claim a network held a year-end Christmas party held the Christmas party is fake news. But then saying the network held the Christmas party at a specific location is double fake news. And then saying the news network had a Christmas party at a Trump hotel and then have a bunch of pundits. Serious goddamn fake news. I mean, they created entire segment when their producers uh, again just rather Taylor Clinton the Washington Post, the Daily Beat for them to attack any fake news whatsoever. I don't give a crap if the fake news is on a site that you look at and go this has got to be all fake news. Universal, NBC, whatever in that umbrella is, to be a news network, MSNBC, CNBC. To have a program, a news program that then has political pundits on it or claim to do fake news is astonishing. Somebody's home-cooked website that they got, you know, created on Wix.com or wherever run by some dude out of his house puts up stories is incredibly different than a billion dollar company. Now, this wasn't something off the cuff. It wasn't like, hey, you know what I heard? Where everybody goes, oh, wait a minute. What? What? Did she fact check that? Did she make sure that was true? Seems a little crazy. Did she? But they did a segment on it. They had a panel talk about it, which means the producers from top to bottom, line producer, show producer, segment producer, a lot of people were involved. Okay? A lot of people. It wasn't just. It wasn't just this or however you pronounce this woman's name. So it it wasn't just her.
Rather, it was the day before or the morning. Line producers, showrunners, they all had to sit there in a room and go, okay, segment one, segment two, segment three. We have 10 minutes here. Who's the guests on there? Who's the panel on there? What are you going to be talking? So they had to have discussed, we're going to do a segment about Fox News having a Christmas party at Trump's hotel and how it's a conflict of it. Not one person in that entire group went, hey, you know this for a fact? And if they did, that means everybody in that office went, yeah, that's a fact. That, I mean, just, just think about that for a minute. Something that can be so easily checked. You know, this whole Pizzagate thing. How many times, rather, is Colbert or Trevor Noah... Or any of the internet rags. How many times have we heard them ridicule anybody who believed Pizzagate or even thought about running with telling an individual about it and the fact that it was just so ridiculous and so over the... And what kind of person wouldn't do any fact-checking? How many times... Have we heard these people ridicule anybody that has read, talked about any of it as it pertains to Pizzagate? And here is a billion-dollar organization, a network full of professionals, not a guy on a Reddit forum. Remember, Rather, it's Reddit or 4chan. Pizzagate started there and then evolved. And when someone goes, well, it was on Alex Jones' site. Yeah, but Alex Jones makes his money, which is hilarious as, as it pertains to the left. Because it's like they get it, but they don't want to admit it. As far as I'm concerned, Alex Jones is no different than George Norrie. Have you ever heard Coast to Coast Radio? Coast to Coast Radio, George Norrie. Guy makes probably a million bucks. The show is on every AM station at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. When I was in a forced vacation for about a year, I went to bed listening to George Norrie. Well, George Norrie, the company that puts out Coast to Coast Radio, the radio stations that put him on, the advertisers that buy time during Coast to Coast, the shows are about aliens, uh, secret societies. uh, I mean, it is every kooky, wild, crazy shit that you could ever think of, you could imagine. It's no different than Alex Jones. Alex Jones 
makes millions of dollars a year talking about crazy, kooky shit. That's it. And the left tries to play it like Alex Jones is fucking NBC. When NBC is out there putting out fake stories. And they act like, oh, our bad. We made a mistake. This woman goes, I stand corrected. I apologize for the error. The mistake was totally my error. I wish all my friends at Fox a very happy holiday, no matter where you have your party. That's like, ha, 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 we faux pod. They're a major news network. Alex Jones is exactly what he is. A conspiracy talk show host slash website. Yeah, but Donald Trump has gone on there. Well, the guy's got an audience. The guy has millions and millions and millions of people that listen to him. Some of this stuff isn't conspiracy kook shit. Some of this stuff is legit. Some of this stuff isn't. Apparently, just like NBC. Some of NBC stuff is legit. Some of theirs isn't. Brian Williams talking about bodies floating down the street is bullshit. Brian Williams talking about uh, almost dying in, in, in airplane fire is bullshit. Fox News having a Christmas party at Trump's hotel and having an entire panel break down the ins and outs and conflicts of interest is bullshit. So you can't sit there and play the fake news. You're fake news. You're crazy. But And then when you do fake news, go, oh, our bad. <laughs> On today's segment, I stated that the Fox Network held their holiday party at Trump's D.C. hotel. I was wrong. We have since learned that neither Fox nor an affiliate held any party. I stand corrected. I apologize. (laughs) It was my error entirely. How was it her error entirely? What about the line producers? So basically, all of these people that work on this MSNBC show, they're like, okay, Stephanie, yes, you are the Mexican Oprah. Yes. Oh, so you say that, then we do what you say. Like I said, not one fucking person went, hmm, sounds, sounds kind of fucked up, Steph. Nope, it's true. It's true. I heard that. Yeah, but Steph, it's like such a fucked up thing that the Washington Post, the New York Times, somebody would have reported on that already. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, I have, I have my sources. Steph, you're not even a regular on this program, okay? You're not even a regular. You're like a newbie. You're you're our affirmative action hire. Oh, but I'm telling you, I have my sources. Steph, you're, I mean, nobody did that. Nobody did that. Instead, they went, yes, Stephanie Raul, whatever you say. Pencil in. 
the 10 o'clock time, Stephanie, panel, Fox, Christmas party, Trump Hotel. That's astonishing. It's astonishing. It really is. MSNBC propagating, promoting, spewing fake news. Hats off to them. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. Listen to me. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll be back. And when we come back, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to dive into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be right back. Yeah. Uh. Build the wallet, just got ten feet higher. Build the wallet, just got ten feet strong. Build the wallet, just got ten feet higher. And build and build and build and just build the wall. Build and build and build and just build the wall. I just wanna make America great. You know, 
not a big staff. And I mean not a big staff. And I got uh, a baby and just, just it's, it's tough, man. Trying to, trying to actually push the show and make it successful and, and do the things that we got to do to grow the show and, and make money from this goddamn show. It gets, uh, it gets, it gets tough. There's only so many hours in a day, but we're trying. So bear with us. iTunes, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, The Rob Zakari Show. Um, what else? What other links do we have? The whole, all those, just go there. And uh, you can watch and listen to old shows and so forth and so on. All right, so something interesting. I I I I find very interesting, like super duper interesting. And that is, well, there, there's there are two interesting elements into the uh, <laughs> into this um, bit. Interesting element number one. We now know why CNN continues to employ Van Jones, Bakari Sellers, Mike Nutter, uh, the other black girl from MoveOn.org. We know why. CNN employs the most annoying, and I mean annoying, black people in the entire world. In the entire, I, I, I would rather listen to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Real housewives of uh, basketball players, wives. I, I would rather just uh, uh, VH1 rap queens. I, I, Van Jones, Bakari Sellers, Nutter are the most annoying black people. In the entire world. And here's why they have jobs. And let's not forget. Van Jones. Has so many conflicts. Like just so many conflicts. But. They are employed. Because. CNN. Is currently. In a class action lawsuit with some black folk for discrimination. I know. I know. You didn't hear this, huh? CNN's not going to tell you about it. MSNBC's not going to tell you about it. NBC, ABC. CBS, they're not going to tell you about it. The Washington Post isn't going to tell you about it. 
New York Times is a good. Nobody's going to tell you about The Hill will tell you. From TheHill.com. And I'm not a big Hill.com fan just because their site is full of pop-ups and weird ads. And I get it. That's how you make money. It's the only way you make money. But fuck. Talk about killing your computer. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now we know why. Van Jones and Bakari Sellers and Nutter are on CNN. And Van Jones, hell, he's got his own show where he drives around and interviews Trump people and says, why? Why did you vote for Trump? (laughs) Don't you understand that? Don't you understand that you need to listen to us more? He just drives around and cries and whines like a little bitch. A little bitch. Most annoying black guy in the world. I'd rather hang out with... There's a bum down the street, okay? And we don't got a lot of bums in Glendale, but there's this black bum down the street that's over-the-top annoying, like over-the-top. Talks to... There's two of them. There's a black one and then a, a black guy and a black girl. And the black girl will randomly walk down the street and scream and yell at the top of her lungs. And, 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 and she, sometimes she'll, she won't wear shoes. And she'll just be like, Motherfucker! You motherfucking cocksucker! You white devil motherfucker! And she screams. You go to the post office, you walk to 7-Eleven, because I live in the city, so I walk everywhere. It's like a miniature city that I, I represent. People go, what you, like, what, you think you live in New York City? I go, no, I live in Glendale. It's a miniature city full of Arabs and Armenians. <laughs> and uh, an Italian, me. But if you want to go to 7-Eleven, you want to go to the post office, you go to wherever, and this black woman or this black guy are out there, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to walk the other way because you walk by, he's like, motherfucker, motherfucker, you got a dollar? And you're like, maybe, if you didn't fucking yell at me, (laughs) I might. If you didn't call me the white devil, I might have a dollar. I'm not going to give you a dollar screaming at me. I you walk by, motherfucker, you got a goddamn dollar? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But I would rather hang out with her than with Van Jones, all right? That's how fucking annoying Van Jones and Bakari Sellers are. I would rather hang out with the black woman bum and the black man bum and have them both screaming at me, calling me the white devil and, 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 and telling me to give them a fucking dollar than sit in a room with Bakari Sellers 
and Van Jones. That's how fucking annoying they are. I'd rather hang out with a black bum screaming at me, calling me the white devil. Because that's basically what Van Jones and Macari Sellers are doing with everybody else. They're just not screaming it. They do it in their, 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 their sly, elitist way. It's white lash. That's what happened. It's white lash. Don't you understand? When you vote for Donald Trump, I don't even know what to tell my children anymore. I don't know what to tell my... I don't know what to tell... I don't know what to tell my wife, my white wife, except to go home and slap her in her white fucking face. I... Anyways, we know why. Because CNN's getting sued. So you're not going to get rid of annoying Van Jones, annoying Bakari Sellers, and Nutter, and the MoveOn.org chick, when you're getting sued by a bunch of black people for discrimination because then it looks like you're discriminating. So what do you do? You give Van Jones his own show. Isn't that a coincidence, guys? Isn't that a coincidence? So you got this lawsuit that comes out, and, oh, Van Jones has a show. And if you've noticed during the election cycle, Van Jones and Bakari Sellers and Nutter were so over the top. I mean, when Van Jones basically said, everybody that voted for Trump is a racist, and it's called White Lash. Basically, all the white people got together and went, let's fuck blacks over. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them, man. They were over the top. Why? Because they knew they couldn't get fired. Why did they know that? Because there's a bunch of black folk suing CNN. That's why. The story goes from the Hill. Is this the one that Tucker Carlson owns? One of these sites Carlson owns. Is it the Hill? I like his new show. I've said it before on the old uh, Twitter. I like his, he's he's good on his new show. I watched him go off on uh, Congressman uh, Riff or Skip, whatever his name is, who's a total jerk off. And he looked like that 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 Congressman Skip was going to cry. He looked so mad that he was going to cry. But I like Carlson's new show. It almost makes up for when he used to wear a stupid fucking bow tie. Look like a jerk off. Just saying, guys. Just saying. So here's how the article goes. Two Afro-American employees have filed a class action lawsuit against CNN, Turner Broadcasting, and its parent company, Time Warner, alleging racial discrimination. 
It's funny. CNN, man, they were blasting the hell. Blasting the hell out of Trump's father getting hit with the whole uh, housing uh, discrimination from the 70s. Man, it was like boom, 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 bang, boom, every network. Oh, oh does this mean he's a racist? Does this mean he's a racist? Are Donald Trump Jr., are you a racist? Anybody that was associated with Trump, are you a racist? Are you a should be asking, hey, Anderson Cooper, are you a racist? Your network, the people that pay you $7 million a year, people that sign your paycheck, they don't want to hire black people. What's up? What's going on? Oh, I know you got Don Lemon, but hey. Come on. How do you think you could count Don Lemon as black in the sense of, well, look, we have our uh, we have a black employee. Look, we have a black anchor. No, I think the gays, I think the gays put him in their column. I, I'm just saying when, when you're when you're doing your, you know, divided up. OK. Let's see, we got, we got, we need a gay, we need a black, we need a woman, we, okay, we need someone that's fucking retarded, all right, we need uh, someone who's a cripple, all right, we need a dwarf, when are the dwarfs gonna get in on it, seriously, legit, you notice there's no dwarf anchors, there's no dwarf reporters, you don't see any dwarfs. You know, you've, have you ever seen a dwarf in a cabinet position? Why no fucking dwarfs? Where's the dwarf quota? Huh? Where's the dwarf diversity? You notice that? Whenever you hear diversity, we need to have more diversity in our... In our no, you need to have a Muslim. Why isn't anybody saying, what about a fucking dwarf? Where's the dwarf? Where's the diversity for a dwarf? We got the Muslim. We got the gay. We got the lesbo. Where's the fucking dwarf? How did the dwarf get the short end of the stick? Diversity. Except if you're a dwarf. If you're a dwarf, fuck you. Obama's cabinet is so much more diverse than Donald Trump's cabinet. Just look at Obama's cabinet. Yeah, there's no fucking dwarf. He's got he's got a black. He's got a Mexican. He's got two women. Where's the fucking dwarf? He's got an Indian. He's actually got an Indian. Okay. Where's the goddamn dwarf? He ain't that diverse. Gotta have a dwarf. No dwarf, no diversity. And I don't like dwarfs. Actually, I take that back. I don't like dwarf guys. They're frightening. But the dwarf girls, kind of cute. Well, some are cute. The ones with them big dwarfy heads, 
where they look dwarfy, big foreheads, and the, that little jaw and the big fucking head. I don't like them. But the ones that look normal, they just happen to be three foot seven. I like them. I watch little people, little girls or little, not little girls, but whatever the hell they call it, little women of uh, Texas, Dallas, and their dwarf chicks living in Dallas. They got the freaky ones, the big goofy foreheads and the, the weird eyes, and they just look mongoloidy. And you look at them and go, that's a fucking dwarf. But then they got some other ones that just look like women that, uh, well, they didn't get cooked enough. You know, inside they didn't get cooked. So when they were born, they were born like they got, they were miniaturized. They like went inside a machine and they pushed someone, pushed the button and they got shrunk. So it's like they look proportional and their faces aren't dwarf-like. Like, you could date one, you could go out with one, and not feel like people are staring at you going, that fucking guy is with a dwarf. Look at that freaky motherfucker. People would just go, wow, that girl's small. She's so cute. Look at her. She's like a, she's, she's like a, a, a woman, but just got miniaturized. Oh, she's so cute. It's like a, like a big doll. You don't see dwarfs in beauty pageants. Where's the diversity? All right. I'm I'm back to CNN. So the two plaintiffs in the lawsuit are identified as Celestly Henley Jr. Henley is a former executive administrative assistant at CNN, while Colbert, is still employed by Turner as a senior manager at TBS. The current workplace, the current workplace culture utilizes in practices that discourages. Oh, what this? Oh yeah, yeah. This it's just full of this site gives you AIDS. Okay, my computer's all froze. Okay, it's back. Uh, The current workplace culture utilizes practices that discourages or prohibit minorities from exercising their rights under employment discrimination statutes. They allege in the lawsuit filed on Wednesday. And now, you know, CNN knew this lawsuit was coming. That's why I'm saying you give Van Jones his own show. This didn't just happen out of the blue. This didn't just happen out of the blue. CNN knew this was coming. You always know when a lawsuit's coming. Always know it. You always know it. All right. Uh, They are represented by Daniel Meacham, whose Atlanta-based firm has a clientele that includes actor Denzel Washington, BD founder Bob Johnson. He has also represented actor Wesley Snipes and former NFL star Michael Vick. So, You know these people aren't full of shit because a lawyer from a firm that represents Denzel and some of these big shots 
wouldn't be taken on somebody that's making shit up. Okay? Meacham said a discrimination lawsuit filed last year against CNN, uh, Turner, and Time Warner uncovered stories involving abuse of power, nepotism, revenge, retaliation, and discrimination. He noted that 20 to 30 other current and former Turner employees shared what they observed and experienced over the years. Turner, whose networks include CNN, HLN, TNT, TBS, True TV, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and Boomerang, said it does not want to comment on pending litigation. The new 40-page class action lawsuit includes data provided by Turner. That data, according to the suit, shows that uh, salaries paid by Turner and or CNN to African-American compared with salaries paid to Caucasian employees reveals dramatic differences in pay in similarly situated employees of different race. Upon information and belief, the pattern exists throughout the company. This is a big fucking deal. This is CNN. This is diversity. This is the, you know, white lash. I mean, this is this is serious shit. This is Don Lemon crying like a little hoe on his show over a Trump or wh- whatever happens. I can't believe this is going on. I need a big white man to cuddle me, a bear, make it all go away. For a 40-page class action lawsuit to be going forward and to have data that shows uh, black employees performing similar jobs as white employees being paid less is big fucking news. What that means is Anderson Cooper gets paid a whole hell of a lot more than Don Lemon. One black, one white, two gay. But they pay the white gay guy more. It's a big deal. The data also shows that promotions for African Americans to high levels within the organization are non-existent. In the 46-year history of Turner's network, no African American has ever been promoted or selected to be president of Turner Broadcasting or oversee any of Turner Networks. Big fucking deal, my friends. I'm not saying big deal like big deal. I'm saying this is a big fucking deal. CNN is the first one to crawl up everybody's ass for not promoting diversity. Not promoting, uh, you know, uh, enough gays, uh, enough transsexuals, uh, uh, not dwarfs. Don't forget it. No one gives a fuck about dwarfs. But everybody else. CNN is like just a con. They, they, they got the Lucy Liu, the, the Chinese broad. She does the store. I mean, they, and here they are going, hey. Hey, you black, you ain't going to be a producer. 
You ain't going to be a, a president. It's a big deal. Especially when Van Jones is going white lash. It's white lash. Donald Trump won because of white lash. Hey, Van Jones, fucking retard. The company that pays you has got some serious white lash. Company that pays you, Van Jones, is getting sued. Class action. Class action means a bunch of black folk. The company that you work for has a serious case of white lash. So it's not just the voters for Trump. It's the people that sign your check, Van. Oh, or maybe that's why you got your own show now. Maybe that's why you, the most annoying black man in the world. Van, not only is Van Jones more annoying than the black bum down the street that yells at me, calls me the white devil, and demands a dollar, Van Jones is more annoying than Joseph Coney, the warlord in Africa who uses children to stock his army, okay? Van Jones is more annoying than him. I would rather hang out with Joseph Coney. When my child grows up, or at least gets to about 10, 11 years old, where he can hold a gun, I would rather Joseph Coney watch my kid while I go to the movies. Than Van Jones. That's how fucking annoying Van Jones is. And God damn it, that's annoying. If you're going to let Joseph Coney watch your children over Van Jones, you know Van Jones is bad. <laughs> Dwayne Walker alleged racial discrimination in a $50 million lawsuit filed late last year against CNN. Walker, who is... Uh, an integrated marketing manager at CNN, according to his LinkedIn page, also claims he was retaliated against for filing an Equal, equal Employment Opportunity Commission complaint. Man, CNN's dirty, guys. CNN's dirty. CNN is a floor of a gay bathhouse in North Hollywood. That's how dirty they are, okay? He claims he was passed over for promotion nine times because of his race between 2002 and 2015. Two other CNN African-American employees, Omar Butcher, definitely black. I mean, Omar Butcher, and Ricky Blaylock. Man, you can't, you can't get any blacker of a name than that. I mean, Ricky Blaylock <laughs> and Omar Butcher. Uh, hi, who are Omar Butcher reporting for work? <laughs> Who's your friend there? Uh, Ricky, Ricky Blaylock. Well, they've also filed discrimination lawsuits against the company. This, me, this, this is a lot. This is a big fucking deal. This is a lot of cases. This isn't just one or two. 
This is Omar. This is Ricky. Jesus. And and Butcher is the former associate producer. Let's see. He was a former associate producer at CNN and was fired in 2015. Uh, Blaylock was a producer for Ashley Bainsfield, which since has been moved to H-A-L-N. H-A-N-L-N. According to court documents, Blaylock's lawyer alleges that CNN intentionally and willfully violated Mr. Blaylock's right to be free from race-based discrimination in his employment. Guys, this is some big stuff. This is a lot bigger than uh, Donald Trump's dad in 1976. This is bigger than Donald Trump's dad having employees when they were leasing apartments in New York City go, uh, only rent to black people if you have to. If if we are empty and, and we need to fill these rooms because you don't want a apartment building to have vacants, then do it. But if if you if you can help it, no blacks. If that was a big deal. And it wasn't even Trump. It was Trump's dad. It was his company. If that was a big deal, holy schmole. The number one news network. If the Washington Post is the paper of record, CNN is the cable news of record. For them to have a class action lawsuit filed against them, And not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, 20 plus black employees saying they are racist. They're racist. They're racist. CNN is racist. Time Warner is racist. It's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. And that's why we had to endure Bakari Sellers, Mayor Nutter, Van Jones, and that black girl from MoveOn.org. That, that's why. You got to keep them. You got to put some black faces on the air. You got to give Van Jones his own show. Same thing with that black comedian who I never heard of before he had a show where he would go and interview Ku Klux Klan members in the middle of some wherever town, and there'd be a total of like seven people there. But yet those seven people are what put Donald Trump over the top, the millions that turned out. So that's why these people are around. It's not because of their scary talent. I mean, Bakari Sellers is a loser. I mean, he all the jobs that he ran for, all the positions that he ran for, I think he ran for, you know, state assembly in North Carolina or South Carolina, one of them Carolinas. And he lost. I think he lost a he, Senate, mayor. He lost. He, Bakari Sellers is a proven loser. 
Van Jones. Van Jones is a loser. He's a just a loser. His wife's dad. I mean, you know, Jimmy Carter. Not exactly a, a great president there, my friends. Not exactly a great president. Maybe a good peanut farmer. Not a good president. Just saying. But that's why they have these people. That's why Van Jones has his own shitty show. It's got to look good. So the lawyers could go, hey, hey, we're not racist. Look at Don Lemon. And by the way, have you seen Don Lemon lately? I don't want to spread rumors. But man, he looks ill. You know what Don Lemon looks like? A sick person who they apply makeup to over makeup to hide the sickness. I'm just saying. He looks sick. I don't know if some of you are too young, but rather it's Burt Reynolds or Rock Hudson. In the past, now, Burt Reynolds isn't dead yet, but if you see him, the makeup that is applied to him, it's, it's striking. And before Rock Hudson died of AIDS, the makeup that they would put on him was striking. So, I don't know. Don Lemon doesn't look healthy. But, don't want to spread fake news. So I don't know if he's healthy. I don't know. I'm just making an observation. Don't know if he's got AIDS. I'm just making an observation. That's all. Just making an observation. He looks sick. But that's why. They got Don Lemon. They go, look, we got Don Lemon. Sick Don Lemon. Van Jones. Bakari Sellers. That's why. We're not racist. So, fuck off. But what about the dwarfs? Them? Fuck them. Hate them. All right, it's Rob Zagari, it's Rob Zagari show. We're going to be right back after, after these words. Don't go away. Don't go away. It's the Trump train. Are you, are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Where brave men called out for a wall built by crane. Media is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you coming to the train Where brave men called out The fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified They can't control our reign Let's meet this year On the Trump train Are you, are you coming to the train Wear a hat of hope Side by side with me Make America great again, break the chains. Let's meet 
this year on the trouble train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join the revolution, break the chains. Let's meet this year. On a Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever before. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Rob Zakari Show. I am your, uh, I think I'm a wonderful host. That's all I'm saying. I think I'm a wonderful host. <laughs> I'm not? All right, they're saying I'm not a wonderful host. But we are back, and that's all that matters. We are back. I was out in the green room getting the coffee, and uh, my dog, I have a French bulldog, and the way he's laying, he's on like one of the chairs, and he's laying, but he's got his head on the armrest, paw up, so it kind of looks like he's <laughs> he's laying on his side, like, <laughs> I don't know, he just... I, when I, when I walked out there, he just kind of ha- he just had that look like, "What's up? What's up?" He said that, "What's up? How you doing? Are you doing all right? Oh, you're doing good. Okay." Ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny, funny stuff. All right, you know. It's okay. This whole debate, and, and that's what it is. It's this debate that Trump is not allowed to ever, and again. Here's what I don't understand, and and I, and we've had this discussion countless times before, and I know we're going to have it uh, countless times after, okay? But Trump won this election. Everybody knows from top to bottom warts in all who he is. Everybody knows everything about Donald Trump. 
everybody knows that there's chicks that are enamored with his celebrity. They're enamored with his wealth. And they will lift up their skirts and invite him to grab their pussies. Sounds perfectly normal to me. (laughs) You know? Hey, if you're a woman, if you're uh, Jennifer Lopez or Britney Spears, then you got a, a, a throng of male dancers. You're Kevin Fenderline, male dancer slash father of Britney Spears' kids. Lined up. And Britney goes, uh, yeah, um, I would like to grab someone's cock. I would like to grab it. I would like to shake it. And at some point, stick it inside me until it explodes. A bunch of people's hands went up. And one of those were Kevin Fenderline. And she went, okay, you. She grabbed him by his cock. We know everything about Trump. Everything. We know how he tweets. We know how he eats. We know his children. We know his past business failures. We know his success. We know his temperament. We know everything. We know how he won the election. We know strategies. There's nothing that we went, oh, wow, didn't know that. So, with that being said, why, all of a sudden, if somebody does an interview... Or holds a rally or whatever and says Donald Trump is Hitler, Donald Trump is a liar, Donald Trump is the worst person in the world. And Trump tweets and says, hey, fuck you. You have no talent. You're a scumbag. Go get fucked. Of course, I'm paraphrasing and making stuff up. Why is that all of a sudden shocking to a group of people? Why? Well, because we thought once he became president, things would change. Why? Why? Isn't that the thing? That people complain the most about 
forget just the presidency, but how about in life? You know, that person used to be a really down-to-earth dude, and then he got a little money, and now he's an arrogant cocksucker. Fuck him. You know, she used to be my best friend. And then we got to high school, and she started hanging out with the cheerleaders. And now, and now she's changed. And now she's so mean. And now she fat shamed me. Fuck her. <laughs> I mean, just in our personal lives, we don't like people to change. When our bro, who we hang out with every day, party with, bang chicks with, gets a girlfriend, and you call him up and you're like, hey, Bob, you want to go out? No, man, I'm I'm staying home tonight and I'm watching Ch- Chocola with Sabrina. You're what? I'm watching Chocola with Sabrina. Bro, we're going to go to the Flyers game. No, I can't. Then a week later, you're like, dude, I got tickets to go see Iron Maiden in their final show ever. This is our favorite. We've loved them for years since we were a little kid. I can't, bro. I'm going to the Nutcracker. What? You know, Bob, you've changed. This is fucked. You've changed. Again, our personal lives. When people change, we don't like it. Now, as far as a president, when a president is on a campaign trail and he does X, Y, Z, and everybody are like, yeah, 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 and then he becomes the president, what's the first thing everybody says? Just like a typical politician, it's totally changed. Totally changed. He's not the person he was when he ran. He's totally different. Just, just, just so fucked. So here's Trump going for 16 months. You all loved me. I loved you. We loved each other. A lot of love. And I was who I was. I won. So why would I change? And all these people on the left are like, oh, my God, this is just horrible. This is just, how could he tweet? How could he say something about the United Steelworker Union boss? How could he say something? Well, the United Steelworker boss did a hit job with the Washington Post. Chuck Jones, who failed. Because remember, the whole rumor has been that this deal that Trump did could have been done two years ago. Could have been done with Mike Pence. Aspects of the deal was on the table. Now, Chuck Jones is the head of the union there. It was Chuck Jones's job to keep those jobs at Carrier. 
It was his job. That's why this scumbag makes what he makes from these poor workers. Union dues. It's gangster shit, man. So the rumor is this could have been done two years ago. But Chuck Jones couldn't make it happen. So what does Chuck Jones do? When Trump comes in, saves 800 jobs. Remember, Trump said it's 11, and the left's going, no, it's not, it's 800, no, it's not, you're a liar, no, it's not, you're a liar, liar. Man, I don't give a fuck if it was 100 jobs. He saved something, well, Obama saved millions. Well, Trump's not even the president, jerk off. Obama saved me. Oh, just shut up. Chuck Jones works with the Washington Post to try to save face. Because he has people in his union going, wow, Chuck, you couldn't have done this? He's got people in his union, people at Carrier going, yeah, Trump, yeah, yeah. What if all these people tell Chuck Jones to go get fucked? What if these people in the union go, hey, United Steelworkers, 1999, go get fucked. You failed us. So what does Chuck Jones do? Gets with the number one paper that despises Trump, the Washington Post. And we talked about this article, and the headline said, Donald Trump lied his ass off. And that's the headline. So why would anybody be fine with that? In our personal life, if we go to work and our friend comes up to us and goes, hey, Bob, Frank in accounting is telling everybody that you like to fuck monkeys. What? Yeah. He says you like to fuck monkeys. And ejaculate on their bellies, on their furry little bellies. What? Oh, well, hey. It's all good. No, absolutely not. Nobody would. Nobody would say, oh, no problem. And that's not what Trump has ever done. Trump has never, ever sat back and let somebody control the narrative. Because remember, guys, once you let the left control the narrative, it becomes fact. It becomes ingrained. I mean, look at the left and how they're so upset about fake news. Why? Because the fake news gets circulated around, and eventually it gets ingrained in people's heads and becomes fact. So the narrative is Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, Bill Clinton likes to fuck kids in a pizza parlor. 
So what is Hillary Clinton? What is the Democrats? What are they doing? Oh, we're going to make legislation against fake news. We hate fake news. We hate fake news. Hell, Mika Brzezinski at MSNBC said the Hillary Clinton campaign called NBC to get Mika Brzezinski fired. Or at least get her to shut her mouth. So, here you have the left blaming fake news on Hillary's loss. Which is somebody telling stories, somebody saying lies, nobody pushing back. It becomes a narrative. It becomes fact. And in turn, it sways people's opinion. Right? Right. So why would Trump sit back and let the left, let the media dictate to the American people a narrative that they want? Why would Trump let the narrative be that he's a liar, he didn't help the workers of Carrier, He actually failed. Why would he want that? Why would he want that? So he pushed back. And what did Trump tweet? Chuck Jones, who was president of United Steelworkers 1999, has done a terrible job representing workers. No wonder companies flee the country. If the United Steelworkers 1999 was any good, they would have kept those jobs in Indiana and spent more time working, less time talking. Reduce dues. So why is what Trump did so bad? And what's the stories? Trump turns his Twitter attacks on private citizens, raising concerns. What do you mean private citizens? You have the union boss. Of United Steelworkers 1999. Getting together with a hostile propaganda wing of the Democrat Party. And putting out a narrative that Trump is a liar. That Trump didn't save jobs in Indiana. That the president-elect is not going to make good on any of his promises. Why would Trump just sit back and go, okay, no problem. Why? A private citizen, like it's a, a fucking janitor. That went, I don't like Trump. And Trump went, hey, Bob Smith, janitor of uh, Hilton uh, Plaza, you're a scumbag. You're a shitty janitor and people should fire you. It's not what he did. You had a union boss. A union boss. Whose job 
is to save jobs. Because his job is not at risk. He still gets paid. He still gets paid. So this union boss of the very business that Trump went and visited and put a deal together to save jobs is saying that Trump is a liar. This isn't criticizing. When you see an article by Yahoo that says, well, Trump was being criticized and for him to attack a person. But he wasn't being criticized. The union leader was working a narrative with the Washington Post to tell people that Trump is a liar, that Trump didn't do what he said he did. He didn't save jobs, that he's a failure. And he's not supposed to push back when we elected Trump pushing back and doing what he did is something we all know that he does. So to say, oh, but we thought when he would be president, he wouldn't do that anymore. Why? If the Washington Post or the New York Times is working hit pieces. And playing games to create a narrative that then ABC and NBC and CBS start to run with. And then the American people get inundated with that information. And before you know it, a month later, these people go, ah, Trump lied about that. He's a liar. He's a liar. Of course Trump's going to push back. We'd expect him to push back. We'd expect him to correct the record. Someone wants to criticize the president. Someone wants to, you know, say he's got orange hair. Awesome. But when you're part of industry and you're working with the Washington Post to create a narrative, create a news cycle. You're not just some private citizen. That's like when the Jorge Ramoses and the Chris Cuomos or the Rachel Maddows, when they try to claim that they're just reporters or journalists. And they're not, they're activists. They have an agenda. They're pushing an agenda. They're not reporters, not reporting news. They're trying to create a perception and a narrative in people's minds. And as long as they do that, Trump is going to push back. And I'm sorry if some people are upset by that. Fact. 
These people are not private citizens in the sense of some janitor down the hall picking up dog shit. It's a union boss playing games at the Washington Post. So he got called out because he played a game because he didn't like the fact that he failed to keep jobs at Carrier. And Trump swept in and put a deal together that Bob Jones couldn't close. End of story. End of story. And they're trying to push that narrative. They're trying to push it. And that narrative is when people cannot criticize leaders without fear of retaliation, democracy begins to erode. But Chuck Jones, I said Bob Jones, Chuck Jones isn't just some private citizen and he wasn't criticizing a leader. He was saying that leader lied. That leader put together a deal that was bunk, was bullshit. And this is what the left is going to try to do. They are going to try to push this narrative of Trump will attack people for criticizing them. I mean, just like when they tried to play the game with the whole SNL Alec Baldwin attack. Trump's not allowed to say SNL's not funny. It wasn't funny. Show's not good. Not allowed to say that? Why? Again, this is stuff we knew. This is stuff that we all knew. When Trump got elected, we knew this is the type of president he would be. The way he got elected, the campaign he ran, things that he said, all have to be part of the White House. They all have to be part of the White House, and it shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Remember, the pundits were wrong. The reporters are wrong. The journalists are wrong. The media. Executives were wrong. Trump has to do this to win. If he doesn't do this, he won't win. If he doesn't do that, they were all wrong. So now they can't go, well, Trump can't do this. If he does that, he won't be a good president. If he won't do that, why? Fuck you. You didn't know nothing for 16 months. Why the fuck do you know something now? Matter of fact, you actually know less now. And here's why. Because 
a person won the presidency doing everything that you said would prevent him from winning. So every day of every week of every month, everything that you said would be the reason Trump would not win was wrong. Which makes anything you say now going forward ten times wrong and unlistenable. Because now you're trying to predict or trying to dictate, trying to foreshadow or say that's not normal, that's not right. Somebody that won doing everything that you said was wrong. So now you can't basically have a redo and go, okay, now he he can't tweet. But he did tweet for 16 months, and he won. How can you say he can't going forward? That's why I said it. A week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. The night Trump won to now, every single person in the media needs to be fired. Like any business that fucks up so un believably bad there's a house cleaning remember the whole Wells Fargo thing remember that whole fiasco and the boss at Wells Fargo was getting destroyed by Bernie Sanders and the the gym teacher there Elizabeth Warren you should be fired. You should be fired. All these people should be fired. All these people. Everybody in the media should be fired. I said it the night Trump won. I'll say it now. How do any of these people, how do any of them say anything? that could be taken serious anymore. Anybody at the Daily Beast, anybody at the Huffington Post, anybody at Salon, anybody at Slate, how can any of these people do anything that would be taken serious? How? How? And all these people are the ones that are saying, well, Trump can't do this. Trump can't do that. They were wrong for 16 months. But now they're all right. That's why I said they all have to go. House cleaning. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. All right, listen to me. That's it. We're done for the night. We're done for the week. That concludes this week. It was an exciting week, wasn't it? Didn't we have an exciting week? Well, I thought we did. Uh, Don't forget, go to iTunes. Go to uh, 
Blog Talk Radio. Go to iHeart. Well, did I say iHeart Radio? Maybe I Spreaker. Just go. Go to those things. Go to our Facebook. Go to the Rob Scary Show. Go there, go there, go there. All right. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. Uh, be careful when you're in the malls. Be careful when you're in the restaurants. Just be careful because they're out there. Who's they? You know who they are. Be careful. See you guys Monday. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.